Hello and welcome to episode 165 of Beyond the Brick. I'm Joshua Hanlon. And I'm Matthew Kay. And we'd like to thank Brickmania for sponsoring this episode of Beyond the Brick. You can check out all of their products at brickmania.com. And we wanted to remind you about our BrickCon Kickstarter project that is still going on. Lots of great rewards over there that you can get, uh, tons of really cool stuff, and uh, along with some, some great stretch goals that you can get from Jealous Panda and uh, Crazy Bricks. We've got, um, you know, some video game builds from Nick Jensen, some Smurfs uh, characters, and uh, to go along with our guest tonight, we even have a great you know, uh, Lego Dragster hot rod car, so... Uh, Some guy named Lino... What's, what What was it again, Josh? Some that Lino Martins, I want to say something like that, you know, oh, kind of kind of an unheard of, but, you know, we, we figured we'd help help break him into the main scene here and, uh, you know, get his work out to the world. So I'm sure we'll be uh, talking about that later in the show, but if you're interested in uh, help backing our uh, project, I'll have a link to that in the description of this video. Lots of cool rewards, like I mentioned over there. And as we said, we do have uh, Lino Martins joining us on the show tonight, who uh, you might know of as an amazing car builder. And if you've watched the show for a while now, I think it's been a little over two years we had him on the show before, so we thought it's, it's high time we had him back to get an update on what he's been building. And then uh, as we get real close to BrickCon here, talk about uh, some of his BrickCon tips and tricks for people who might be attending there. So it's great to have you on the show, Lino. I appreciate you joining us. Thanks for having me, and um, thanks for bringing me into the world gently and letting people know who I am. It's our mission in life, Lena. It really is. <laughs> so for people who might not be familiar with your work, if you just want to give a quick overview of the, the types of builds you usually do and a little bit of uh, background about yourself. Uh, sure. Um, I mostly specialize in hot rods and custom cars. Uh, I guess I'm very much primarily a car builder. Um, I founded a little group we call Lug Nuts. Uh, they are we are next month we're going to be eight years old and we've been doing this for eight years. Pretty crazy. It's a challenge-based group, so every single month I write new challenges to the guys. Um, I use kind of a um, kick in the nuts sense of humor, and they love it. And um, so it's just been going on forever. And, uh, oh gosh, what else can I say? I don't know. <laughs> I will say here that the, the, the Lug Nuts blog that you mentioned is, uh, you know, definitely a hilarious read every time you do an, an update on there. I always look forward to your, your contest uh, kind of roundups and all the, along with the awesome builds, your, uh, your unique style of commentary uh, definitely takes it to the next level there. <laughs> I always feel like I can get away with saying a lot when I have an abysmal readership, you know, so I can talk about, you know, crack jokes about punching Justin Bieber in the balls because he's not going to read it, right? Exactly. And even if he still, it's hilarious, you know. Affordances of not being famous, or really famous, that is. You can just, you know, whoop, everything. No filter, no filter. Yeah, and it's not like I'm the first person to ever think of punching Justin Bieber in the nuts, you know, so I'm pretty sure it's been said before. Yeah, one of my friends, this is irrelevant, uh, his Twitter handle in high school was uh, BieberHole69. So, mm. yeah, lots of people, lots of nasty thoughts, Justin Bieber. Next topic, no more Justin Bieber. Moving on from Justin Bieber. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, so, uh, do, do you guys have a, a contest going over there right now, or is there a, a one plan for the next month here? 
Um, yeah, it's going fairly quiet now, which is slightly worrisome, but there's there's one called um, Designing the Ralston Dragon, or actually Designing the Ralston Legacy. I suppose that needs a little bit of backstory. Um, about two, three years ago, I made up this fake family of the Ralstons who um, allegedly, you know, came to Lugnuts and wanted us to design their Ralston Tiger, which is like a car. And uh, that was fun because that just kind of enabled us to flex our our uh, conceptual, you know, creative muscle and just kind of do concept cars that don't exist. Uh, so we did that. Um, a year or so later, they wanted um, the Ralston Rhino, which is um, a truck. So kind of, you know, along the same rules, but conceptualizing a truck. And then this time it's uh, the Ralston Legacy, which means you can build either, you know, the car again, the truck, or the new Ralston um, Dragon, which is a bike. And the the one I just posted onto my Flickr a few days ago um, is this guy. Just kind of a very conceptualized bike that kind of takes inspiration from, like, old 1920s era Duesenberg race cars, you know. So just kind of taking an, a different era, a different time, and doing something with it and turn it into a bike. And I had a pretty good time with that. Um, in October is always our birthday month, so that's coming right up. Um, we are Next month we are going to be eight years old. We've been doing this for eight years. And so on the birthday months, it's always the, the birthday challenge, which means you can just kind of do whatever you want from, from the previous year and indeed you know, all of Lugnut's history. A lot of fun. People just really gravitate to it and have a good time with it. Um, it's hard to believe we've been doing it that long. I'd, I'd brag that we're, you know, the longest lasting, um, you know, challenge-based group, but we had that title like seven years ago, so I don't know what else to brag about. <laughs> um, we have well over 900 members worldwide, um, and of course they're not all active, but, you know, we have a lot of guys who and gals, you know, who will just build for our challenges and, and just have a great time with it. Mm -hmm. It's really a very active community, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that's really awesome. I, I, it's, it's really great how you guys kind of have the, the monthly contest to just keep people building and keep some of those, those great builds coming out on a regular basis and get people inspired for, for new car builds like that. Yeah. So uh, that's kind of your, your online presence then. As far as your... Do you have uh, other physical builds you've been working on? Maybe that you're planning to display for BrickCon. Do you have any a uh, few builds in mind that you're planning to to have on display there? Um, well, everything you see behind me and on the other wall here is going to be um, packed up and sent to BrickCon probably here in the next few days. Um, I've, I I may not pack as many of like I have some old spaceships and things like that, and they're getting pretty dusty and dirty and gross. Um, so I may not bring those, but I'll bring, you know, at least every car I have right now. I do wreck some of them sometimes, but I'll bring everything I've got. Um, our section is, is kind of model cars, and um, granted I'm not the only model car builder there is, but um, we tend to take up like eight or ten tables, usually under the stairs. So we've got our spot kind of, uh, and, you know, that's just been going for forever and ever, and... Um, I'm going to build uh, trophies. I haven't done that yet, but I'm going to build trophies for, for, that, um, for that section. So if anybody out there is inclined to build model cars and you know, wants to hang out with, with us, then they certainly can. Uh, 
<laughs> and now you mentioned trophies, and uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, trophies are kind of a big deal at BrickCon as they are at any other Lego convention. But what makes BrickCon special is, I guess, special trophies. Is this correct? Yeah, um, there are trophies. Uh, first off, you know, when you come to Br BrickCon, there's all kinds of categories. There's space, there's castle, there's town, there's architecture. You know, you've got my uh, model car section. And um, each of those sections will have designated trophies that, that are built in Lego, which is kind of cool. Um, you know, um, so, I mean, that's always kind of a neat thing to strive for. It's kind of, you know, official recognition. Um, and I, I don't always build them every year, but I do try to do something different every year and, you know, still formulating uh, what I want to do. Um, but uh, it's fun. It's just cool, and, and it makes it neat, you know, and it kind of um, legitimizes this kind of geeky hobby we have and, you know, legitimizes what you may do there. Hell yeah. And I, it's really, it's like, instead of it being sort of a top-down, you know, kind of everyone has the same thing with a different, it's sort of, the it, cool factor is exponentially higher when it's like someone else than the convention owner giving you a pat on the back or yeah. something, yeah. I don't know. So, good stuff. Very, very good stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, so you mentioned uh, a little bit about, you know, some of the, how BrickCon works with the, the different categories and the trophies. Um, if you want to, you know, maybe elaborate on that a little bit and maybe even give uh, a few tips that as a, uh, you know, long-time BrickCon attendee, I forget, how many years have you been to BrickCon? Uh, I, I think, uh, like, oh, five maybe was my first, or maybe, like, I was in the audience in 04 or something like that. Um, okay. But, yeah, fairly early on, I, I think I've been going to these things, and it has been, been quite a while now. Um, but what was your question for, like... So, yeah, just, just so having been there for, for as many years as you have there, that's quite a few, just uh, maybe give some, some general tips for, for people that are maybe going for the first year and uh, attending to the convention, maybe wondering what it's like, uh, possibly even compared to, to other conventions... Uh, out there. Um, so if you can sometime in your life make it to BrickCon, um, certainly do go, and I'm glad you guys are coming, because um, I am well aware that there are conventions all over the country and the world, uh, but BrickCon does seem to be the one that sets the precedent for, for the rest of them. Um, and it's it's just it's an amazing time. It's always different every single year. You know, it's never the same thing twice. Um, and as for advice for you know first time um, arrivals, don't be afraid or intimidated of your build level. Maybe it's not quite there, um, but don't be afraid of anybody else who has you know a, a crazy build level. Uh, the first couple of cons I went to. Um, my skill level was not there, you know, in retrospect, I see that now. Um, so don't be intimidated or afraid. Uh, you're going to find some, some huge things because some people obviously have more free time and Lego than God. So, um, and clearly they're unemployable. <laughs> so <laughs> you're going to find some massive thing that is, may intimidate the hell out of you. Um, but just don't be afraid of that. Um, you know, come in. And uh, you'll you'll make friends. You'll find somebody with with doesn't matter kind of your your interest in, in Lego. You'll find somebody who, who is like minded, you know. Um, and uh, you know, I think it's just going to be a great experience for for anybody. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it's certainly from from the builders we've talked to over the years. Sounds like uh, definitely it's a, it's a really great show out there. So so we are really looking forward to it, and uh, can't can't wait to go out there. This will be the first time for me as well as Matthew. So uh, we'll both be you know rookie attendees to this event. So we'll be experiencing all of the the awesomeness for the first time at BrickCon. It should be an interesting experience for sure. <laughs> Overwhelming is the word. Maybe I want to just think about. And, and arriving, is it just going to be um, you two guys, or do you have, like, a film crew with you? Or, or Oh, uh, yeah. So not only is it the first time we're going to BrickCon, it's the first time we're attempting to really cover a convention with a two-man huh. crew. So game on. Right. So, yeah, it, it'll, be, uh, <laughs> it'll be interesting in a number of ways from, from that perspective. <laughs> and then, you know, there, there may be... Uh, late night events that may or may not happen, and can't talk about those. Yep. Um, but you know, ask the right people in the know, and, and maybe you'll get to go. And you know, and so it's not on calendars. Completely just ignoring anything you just said. Late night, what I don't know. Uh, I, I think we might have touched upon this with Wayne Hussey when we had him on the show. With you when we. Uh, we're last, uh, you know, doing an interview and several other people from the Seattle area who are like a long-time BrickCon attendees, but maybe uh, let's sort of dive in real quick into like yeah. the evolution of BrickCon over the years because I think, and you can tell me if I'm correct or not, uh, BrickCon is now the longest-running AFOL convention, uh, at least in America, if not the world? Yeah, that sounds about right, and of course, guys like Wayne Hussey and like three different marks are will know that better because apparently they they founded this kind of thing. I came onto this scene um, a little bit later, but indeed it was it was the the AFL scene in the Seattle area that kind of brought me out of my dark ages and made me see that there are some very talented uh, adult builders. In the area, you know, the Seattle was, area was kind of a hotbed of um, of these really talented guys and, and gals, and uh, so I came into the into the world just by kind of researching that first. Um, but as far as I know, I do believe you're right. I think the at least C Log anyway, the the Seattle Lego Users Group may be like kind of maybe the longest running. There's plenty of lugs everywhere. It may be the longest running, and I think at first it was just a, a bunch of geeks just getting together and showing off, you know, Lego stuff, and then it ends up becoming um, a huge phenomenon. It becomes a convention, and then there's conventions all over the world. And um, I do think that, uh, well, my, I theorized that, that Star Wars uh, was what brought so many adults into, into the Lego world, you yeah. know. Coming back into it, it's like um, sure we've had Lego as, as kids, uh, but then when they when they did the the right thing and licensed Star Wars, that brought people back into it who are kind of coming of age and maybe having kids of their own. They're now getting into Lego, and I think that single-handedly made it so that there are now lugs and now conventions. And I think it all has to stem from from probably the the advent of Star Wars Lego sets. Yeah, and there probably were lots of like weird AFOLs, the ones that smell bad before Star Wars. But then once you know you get those IPs, and those right. IPs come in, then you get the you know mainstream. And now, yeah. of course, I mean, I think if you're not like a fan of Lego above the age of thirty, like you're lame. I don't. Know, it's like it's in. It's very in vogue. I feel in the moment. Maybe is well, that me? 
Yeah, I think I think Star Wars legitimized it and made it cool. And just think of what would have happened if instead Lego came out with um, Star Trek sets. Mm. Oh dear Lord! Yeah. Okay. Well, there we go. I That's think the world would have been different. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> the community would would definitely not be the same today, you know. <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, so BrickCon, a very long-running event. Uh, now it was originally Northwest BrickCon. But do you know anything about the first like location where it was held? Storefront, uh, remember? Abandoned storefront. Again, Wayne would know this better, but I think Wayne. it was like in some kind of mall, maybe. Yeah. In a, you know, or uh, I know a, a guy, Dan Parker. He's kind of a, a long-running guy in the Lego community. It may have been in like one of his older studios, maybe. You know. Now just this kind of tiny event and it like an empty store in a mall, and now it's at you know, it's at the Seattle Center Exhibition Hall. You know, with bursting at the seams in there. From what I bursting. hear, is this true as well? Yeah. So it's it's just a it's a huge thing. It's a great thing. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. I, I think it's kind of it's the the understanding the the like sort of origins being like a just a ragtag kind of community thing and. There's no like you know guy that wants to come in and make a hundred thousand dollars running a ton of people through the door on a weekend, and he does this in no, numerous other cities across the. It's just it's like it's the real deal. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you can talk a little bit about what cause one one of the things that uh, it seems like I've I've always heard over the years whenever someone talks about BrickCon and kind of you know what they love about it is the the location of the convention, a lot of people say it's, it's the best, as far as U.S. place conventions, the best location for a convention to take place uh, where it is. So if you want to talk a little bit about why, why you think that would be, like what's, what makes the location of BrickCon so great? Well, the um, Seattle Center Exhibition Hall is just nice anyway. You know, it's just a, a really cool place to have an event. And then it is so close to everything. so many years. I, I didn't own a car. I didn't need to. Uh, Seattle has, you know, anything you could want, and you could, you know, just get there by, by bus or anything like that. Um, and, yeah, I mean, just the, the surrounding area is just so neat, and there's, uh, you know, away from the convention, but if you have time away from the convention, there's, there's some great eateries. There's some uh, fantastic museums. For example, the, um, the EMP or the um, Experience Music Project, or it's also called ESF, Experience Sci-Fi. So this is a sci-fi museum um, that the building is designed by Frank Geary, so it looks like a, a crinkled paper. You know, it's just kind of crazy. Um, and, you know, so that's a sci-fi museum. You know, it's a music museum. Um, it, there's just so much cool stuff there. And, um, I mean, indeed, Seattle is, in terms of the Pacific Northwest, it sort of is the hub. You know, we've got our Canadian friends to the north and, um, you know, and people as far as, you know, Portland south of us and, and even further. Um, it's just kind of a hub of the Northwest, and uh, that's why it's just so so well located there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. So you just kind of got a, a lot of those factors going in there to to make it uh, a great location. And you yeah. mentioned, uh, you know, f- being so close to Canada, is there always a fair amount of Canadian builders that come down for this event? Oh, absolutely. Eh? <laughs> no, yeah, uh, we've got a lot of Canadian friends. Uh, you know, they make that like their, their con. They just come to it. If they skip all the other ones, they at least come to BrickCon. Oh, another reason to come, and you guys should as well, it's like if, you know, when people do skip a convention, 
they always try to make it a point to come to BritCon. So we do have people coming from as far as as Brazil. My my friend Gilcelio Chagas comes from Brazil. You know, he's been the past at least two three years. Uh, people come all the way from Germany. You know, there's people who will come from from Asia. You know, so they travel the world for this one. And they may skip the one that's right in their backyard. Who knows? But you know. <laughs> yeah. You know, so it's a destination event. It really it is. is. It is. Mm -hmm. And that's really awesome that it attracts builders like that because I think it definitely improves the event when you have that that international crowd and different types of builders coming in from you know all over the world. Like you said, I think that that makes for a really great event. Yeah. Yeah. And so you mentioned uh, earlier a little bit about maybe some of the you know non-scheduled events that may or may not be going on, and you you <laughs> might, may or may not be able to get into if you know the right people. But mm -hmm. you know <laughs> there are actual scheduled events that, that most people should be able to get into. So if you want to talk a little bit about those and kind of some that are there any that you try to participate in every year, or some of your favorites or that you like to do. Um, well, I I like to pretend I'm too cool for any of that. And I mostly don't go to a lot of these things. However, I can say that um, so uh, wacky races is immensely fun. Um, nothing good comes of that. Things just crash and burn, and that's how it's supposed to be. Um, it usually happens fairly early in the morning, about 8:30 or so, and generally right after said events that may not have happened. So I, I still may be sleeping it off. However, uh, if you keep a different schedule and if you stay away from those said events, um, you could have a great time at, at wacky races. Um, there are games and uh, speed builds and things like that, which I personally, I never enter any of that stuff um, because I'm not a fast builder, frankly, and I think I would I would just ruin everybody's chances of winning. I would be like the, the Yoko Ono of speed builds, you know. That's what I, that's what I figure. Um, so I just, I don't participate, uh, plus I'm an anti-social prick, so, <laughs> you know, I hang with my cluster of friends and, and that's about it. Um, but... I'm not saying that you cannot have a good time with those events because you certainly can. And for some people, that is, that is, you know, crucial and that is their life. You know, they just have such a good time with it and they make great connections and great friends doing things like that. Um, but yeah, there's, you know, the speed build. There's things called a blind build, you know, where you're just kind of building this thing behind a, a partition. There's, um, I don't know if they're, they're still doing it, but there's like couples speed build, which apparently ended in a couple of divorces, maybe. Um, oh, dear Lord. <laughs> you know, uh, so, I mean, but there's there's plenty of, of just real fun events that, that you can be a part of, you know, lots of tabletop gaming and just, just a lot of like-minded people. And not all of them are, are you know, self-centered jerks who don't want to participate in that. You know, a lot of people are going to have fun with it. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it, it sounds like done. you're like <laughs> Ma Matthew can't quite you know wrap his head around that. <laughs> <laughs> how can a how can a build end in a divorce? It yeah. at least may end in some arguments. <laughs> That's uh I mean, yeah, you know, if you're into it, right? It's uh, uh I don't know. Maybe that says something about your marriage more than the build. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I think Whoa. that's true. <laughs> No, no offense if anyone listening got divorced because of the speed build at BrickCon. <laughs> oh, that's a good disclaimer. All right. Um, so, so 
would you say, I guess, and this might be, you know, kind of maybe you know, more an opinion thing, but uh, it seems like as we've gone to, to several conventions, and especially this year as we've, we've traveled to a lot of conventions, some seem to focus more on games, whereas some others focus more on talks, like builders will give, like, technique talks, stuff like that. Would you say BrickCon leans either direction or tries to maybe just have, like, a good mix of both? Uh, I think it does have a good mix of both. Um, I can say that, yes, I do attend some of the talks, the keynote speaker and all of that, and there has been the absolute funniest keynote speakers I've ever seen in my life. Uh, I'm a humorist, so I'm, I'm fairly jaded, but I have been at times laughing so hard I've had tears in my eyes. Um, it can be very uh, adult occasionally, which makes it all the more funnier. And um, so those are highly recommended to go to uh, because not only are they funny and cool, but um, they also give out, you know, door prizes if you happen to be there. So, you know, you could be lucky and get yourself a, an awesome huge Lego set or something like that. Um, so, uh, but I think BrickCon has, I don't think it leans more towards one thing or another. I think it has a nice mix of games and or talks. Um, there are talks about how to, you know, how to store your Lego and how to build and what techniques. Um, I tend not to go to those things because I'm an anti-social jerk. But, um, you know, there are those things and um, you can benefit from that and you can have a great time there. Um, you know, and there are games that you can play. You know, there's, there's all kinds of tabletop gaming and all kinds of things and even a little bit of cosplay contingency you know, that you can participate in. Um, you know, so uh, you can always, especially if you're fairly new to the game, you know, you can certainly learn things from those talks and learn things as to how to store your brick and how to sort it and everything like that. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, so there's, it sounds like then there's, there's a, a nice mix to, to keep, you know, all interest uh, going there at the convention and, and not just one type of builder interested throughout the time. So that's nice. Yeah, for sure. And if all goes as planned, Matthew and I should be doing a talk. You know, if you're if you're not antisocial and are interested in hearing, let's you know, not people... use the word talk, Josh. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll be doing a roundtable. Yes. We'll, yes. We'll... <laughs> we're hoping to instigate some nice conversations about. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> about Lego and YouTube. So obviously, we do our show on YouTube. We post our convention videos on YouTube, and there is a uh, a fairly substantial uh, fan Lego fan group on YouTube, so we will be doing kind of a, a round table where we'll just, uh, anyone anyone is invited to come and, you know, just discuss if you have a, a LEGO YouTube channel, more than welcome to come and talk about the type of videos you make, how you, how you use YouTube to kind of keep in touch with other LEGO fans, things mm -hmm. of that nature, so uh, we... We, if, if everything goes as planned, we, we should be doing uh, a roundtable discussion like that. So if you're going to BrickCon and that sounds like something you'd like to do, uh, definitely look for that on the schedule. I don't know if they, as far as I know, Lino, I don't know, you might know better, have they released like an official schedule yet? Last I checked, they had not. I don't know if they have yet or not. Um, I have not been to the site in a while. In fact, I do need to go on to there and um, register all of my mock cards. I have not done that yet. Um, so I don't know if they've posted anything officially, um, and I never pay attention when they do anyway, so um, <laughs> I'm the last person to ask. Um, but, you know, I know I'll, I'll show up, you know, bring in my stuff sometime Thursday morning and set up and everything else, you know. <laughs> right. Okay. So I we don't have a, a time set for the the round table yet, but uh, if you're going, look for that on the schedule, 
and uh, we are more than welcome to join us. We'd love to have uh, anyone that's there come out and, like we said, you know, just discuss Lego and YouTube. So it should be a lot of fun. We we've actually done this at some other conventions like Brick Fair and uh, Brick World. So uh, it's it's gone really well there with the, with some of the builders we've talked with. So looking forward to to discussing with some new builders at BrickCon as well about it. We are taking it on the road to BrickCon. <laughs> nice. That's right, yeah. So uh, definitely I encourage you to, to check that out. It should be fun. So uh, we've covered a, a lot of the different aspects of BrickCon here so far, Lino. Are there, are there any other things that you would want to make sure to, to mention to people out there? You know, maybe uh, different... Uh, the, the theme this year is, I believe it's called Mocking History. Do you know mm -hmm. if there's anything in particular happening to, to do with the theme this year? Um, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I'm one of those people that just kind of, you know, march to the beat of my own drum and I do my own thing. Um, but, you know, they tend to pick uh, topics that are so broad and so loose that anything could fit anyway. Um, but I'm sure people are thinking very intently on the theme and making that work. Um, I'm not, but, you know, I have historic cars and everything, so I guess that works out. Um, <laughs> you kind of get in by default then with, with your builds you have. Uh, in BrickCon and in life, I get in by default in everything I do. So yeah, <laughs> that's, that's the best way to do it. Really works well. I just I just stupidly stumble into everything I do in life, and sometimes good things happen. <laughs> I think that's I, that was that's the way to go. I don't know. Well, why would you want to do anything else? Yeah. <laughs> Okay, yeah, so, so some some good advice so far then about BrickCon, and you mentioned a little bit of the things to do outside of the convention earlier. Were there any other things that you had thought of as far as uh, places to see or places to go that you would suggest, or maybe specific restaurants, things like that, that are kind of a BrickCon staple to, to go to? Go to the uh, first Starbucks ever? Is that yeah. the, first, the first Starbucks ever where, I guess, the logo still has the boobies on it, so if you're into that sort of thing, Ooh. then... Well, now you, I didn't know there was like some kind of erotic element to it. If that's what that is, okay. Well, the you know the the Starbucks mermaid. It's 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 very commercialized now, but the very first one has the mermaid, and you know it's kind of a black and white illustration, and she's got a fishtail, and there are boobies there. So oh, yeah. if you know if you're thrilled by logos with boobies, then certainly the first right. Starbucks is the way to go. All right. Um, but if you want to ignore that tourist trap, there's, um, let's see, um, d directly across from the convention center, there's, um, I think it used to be called the Center House, I could be wrong, but it's, a, it's an eatery that's got all kinds of cool stuff. And then, um, you know, you may find a lot of Eiffel's there, and um, the names of the really cool restaurants slip my mind right now. Um, but... Um, you know, you'll find Eiffel sitting there just kind of having a good old time, share, having a beer, enjoying conversation, that kind of stuff. Um, there's a Thai place that, and again, it slips my mind. I just stupidly stumble to it, and there it is. Like It's like I, I get there somehow. But there's this really neat Thai place that a lot of us go to for lunch. Um, people go to Buca de Beppo, I remember that name, um, an Italian eatery that's kind of family style and, you know, lots of things like that. Um, so, you know, people do kind of just enjoy going out to lunch with their friends and kind of doing things like that, sure. Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> yeah, and it, that's always nice to have the like you know, like you said, it's it's at such a great location. There's a lot of great restaurants and stuff nearby that you can you can walk to, I'm sure, and uh, do, get get all of that done as far as as meals yeah. any anytime you need it. Yeah, just cling to somebody who looks like they know where they're going, and then you'll end up at a really cool place. <laughs> <laughs> and so, something I thought of that I wanted to make sure I, we asked you about is, uh, I know at, at every convention we go to, it seems like it's different as far as what the, the convention hall is set up, like uh, how late it's open and things like that. So what is the, the BrickCon set up like there as far can you kind of, I know like BrickWorld is fairly unique in that I think you can basically stay at the BrickWorld convention hall all night and do whatever you want. Uh, what is that like at BrickCon? Um, at BrickCon, it, it does have an official close time. I believe it's like 10 or 11, something like that. Um, and then unofficially, people kind of wander to some undesignated places that, and then you know, spend the wee hours of the, of the morning there doing unspeakable things with Sharpies. Um, oh, oh. <laughs> it's too much. Lena. Yeah. I've already said too much, yeah. Uh, so going back to restaurants real quick for no particular reason, um, I, I'm a big breakfast guy. Uh, are there any great breakfast places that you can think of in the surrounding area? Well, um, uh, the building immediately beside the convention center is what it was, I think, formerly called the Center House. I mentioned that. And yeah. it's not the world's first Starbucks, but there is a Starbucks in there, and they're always good for a breakfast sandwich. Um and then in terms of uh, lots of good coffee out in the area, um, in terms of what else is open that early in the morning, I don't freaking know because, um, you know, I I'd stayed up late the night before, and um, you'd lucky if I remember my name the next day. So, Acceptable answer. That's that's always a breakfast option, uh, waking up in a drunken stupor and trying to remember who you are. I, I'd say that's a breakfast of champions. Thanks. It sure is. Yeah. Hell yeah. So I have two things I want to run by you, and you're going to tell me dope or nope. And these are the two things that I've been told by other people that might be kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, Cafe Allegro as like a good like coffee place, not Starbucks, because Starbucks is everywhere. This Cafe right. Allegro is not. Is this correct? Uh, yeah, dope. That's cool. All right. And then top of Queen Anne Hill, the view of the city from the top of Queen Anne Hill. Is that a thing? Like, wow, it's so pretty. Nope. <laughs> All right. And uh, Smith Tower, Columbia, uh, so observation decks. Seattle uh, Space Needle, uh, Columbia Center, like the big black thing that looks like a turd, and the uh, Smith Tower, the little pyramid thing. Out of those um, three, which one? Because they all are priced differently. Yeah, I'd say stay away from the Space Needle because that's just so touristy. Uh, yep. Smith Tower, even though no longer the the, call it the tallest tower in Seattle, uh, is pretty cool. It's got some neat history, you know. Right. Apparently, you know, I could be telling this wrong, but some like some you know really pampered princess or something wanted to be married in like the tallest place in Seattle. That never existed, so her dad built the the Smith Tower, and then she got married at the top of it. Um, you know, that story could be just a drunken stupor, and I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. Okay. But, um, you know, it's got at least that made-up history. Um, so there's that. And um, I don't know. I just stay away from tourist traps because I always think I'm just too cool for it. Maybe I would go up on the Space Needle and just have a great time and enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, but apparently it's crap food and it's overpriced. Um, and so who cares? 
Um, and what was the other one you said? The Columbia Tower? Columbia, yeah, the, the big black thing. Um, I, I heard that they have, now I don't know, I haven't been up there, but they have bathrooms, right? Yeah. That the stall faces the window. Oh, right? hell yeah. So, you know, and it's the highest building, so nobody's going to see into to your business there what you're doing, right? So you can sit there and pop a squat and just watch the world go by, you oh, know, yeah. in, in the total privacy of your um, Smith Tower bathroom. What do I know? You know, I've never. Well, been I think that just the bathroom alone might have sold me. So, well, thank you for entertaining those questions. I will uh, look forward to a wonderful bowel movement at a high elevation, somewhere yeah. in the Seattle metro area. Are there any other like? Uh, I mean, is there a worry that Seattle will just be so amazing and endearing that I'll not board my flight back to the East Coast and want to remain there forever? Is, is that a well, uh, possibility? That's what happened to me. Yeah. You know, I'm not originally from Seattle, so um, you may find the place so endearing that you decide to, to you know, leave and drop out of college and get a couple of tattoos and, like, you know, hook up with some, uh, yeah, get yourself a nice goat, you know. Hell yeah. Hook up with some of the groupies around here, you know. <laughs> uh, that could ha very well happen to you. All right. Um, I'm prepared. You know, it brings it brings people out here. Um, Seattle area, anyway, in the Pacific Northwest, is endearing. Um, I find that um, I get culture shock. Oh, it's not that I visited recently, but when I if if and when I go back home, I get culture shock going back home, because I'm like, wait, I'm from this. Holy crap! You know, um, out here. You know, uh, I'm originally from like uh, New England, so the Boston area. You know. Oh, okay. Um, the weather out there is is so much more extreme. You know, you've got a foot and a half of snow in the winter, and you know, 98 degrees in the summer, and very humid. The worst um, of all worlds. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And then you've got all those um, what we call mass holes that live there. You know, I'm oh, one yeah, of them. Yeah. But um, <laughs> you know, and I've you know transplanted here to this nice laid back area, and everybody's. 55 degrees year round. Is that that's what I hear? Yeah. Huh. 55 degrees year-round? That can be right, yeah. It's about 55 now. Um, even though the where you know the rain is so legendary in the Seattle area, you actually get more inches of rain in Boston. Uh, but here, um, it goes on for six months and it, it drizzles, you know. Um, yeah. And that could be the reason why we have so many dead rock stars from the area because, you know, everything is gray. And it, it, it can be, if you have that seasonal depression, it can be worrisome. But but so other side of the stone, lots of yeah. dead rock stars, lots of great Lego builders because, you know, drizzling outside, oh, I'll just go to my massive enclosed basement and play with my massive collection of Lego. Oh, and there's like, happens to be like several dozen amazing coffee roasters, coffee shops, coffee companies yeah. in the area. Well, I'll just have some caffeine to sort of serve as an antidote for this miserable weather. And I suppose I'll just play with some Lego bricks. At least that's the angle I see. But then I guess you can cry about dead rock stars uh, while you're just funneling all that while you're, while you're building. Yeah. Yep. It, it works out pretty well. And, and yeah, you do paint a, a pretty accurate picture of that. Um, the Pacific Northwest has um, a lot of, um, there's a lot of engineers, there's a lot of programmers here. And incidentally, I'm neither one of those. But um, engineers and programmers tend to have a little bit of disposable income. And with disposable income, they want to do something fun and creative. So hence, there are so many Lego builders, adult Lego builders in the area. 
Um, incidentally, they all build like engineers or programmers. Um, I am from the East Coast. I'm an artist, I'm, so I'm not an engineer at all. So I do build like an artist, and I think that's what helped me in particular, that helped me kind of stand out from the crowd, is, you know, I look like this, I've got skull rings, I've got a, you know, a crazy goatee, and I build hot rods and custom cars. Yeah. I think that helped, you know, that, that really helped set up a niche for me in this area. Um, and I, I guess, built this niche and brought it to the Northwest. Um, I don't know why I went on that tangent, but, you know, it's figured a good I'd... tangent to go on because it is very, like, you are not Tim from IT. You are Lino no. from Mars. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I, I gotta, I gotta, I'm sort of like, trying to put together like a three-dimensional picture of what this whole thing is going to be like, and I, I'm just, it sounds uh, like, you know, I've signed myself up for some kind of like intensive boot camp. That's really not a boot camp at all. It's just like, I don't know, like something cool. So yeah, I, it's, I, it's I don't know be... if anyone listening to this right now just thinks that, I, I'm not, we're just kind of going off on these random, but it's all good. I think, uh... This is all very important information you're sharing, Lena. So, yeah, I think part of the success of BrickCon is the fact that it is so inclusive and so cool and laid back. And um, yes, there's categories. There's there's castle. There's space. Uh, from what I understand, at other conventions, it's almost individualized. You've got your own table, and this is your space, and this is what you do. You're kind of selling yourself more more than anything else. Um, whereas at at BrickCon. There are huge tables for, for, for you and whatever you're into. So if you're into spaceships, there's a place for you. If you're into battle mechs, there's a place for you. Um, and then if it turns out that you're so weird that you're into your own thing and there's no category for you, that is awesome, first off, because that's how I started and got the model team set up. But if, that, if that's what happens to you, then you get put into what's called the art category, which is all the undescribable stuff that nobody can quite figure out, you know. Um, so either fit into a niche or build your own, and either way, it's cool. Hell yeah. Mm -hmm. they'll, just so, put, they'll just put you over the table where they point at that, where they're like, I, I think that's, that's we call that art, yeah, that stuff over there, that, those, those tables. Well, that, that art. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, there's, uh, you know, all-inclusive then, lots of, uh, you know, any, any theme, any type of build you do uh, finds, finds a home at BrickCon. Yeah. You know, and you'll find friends and like-minded people, you know, just kind of based on that. And that's that's what's pretty cool about it. Mm -hmm. Totally. Um, do you want to go over some, like, I, I, this is always, like, uh, some some don'ts, some, like, do not, you know, steer clear. Are there a couple maybe etiquette things, um, like operational things, like like just don't, like, as a rule, don't, like, you know, take a poop in the middle of the convention floor? I guess that's <laughs> obvious. But like, are, are there a couple don'ts that you would like to share with the audience uh, at this time? Not that we're allowed to share. Um, let's see. <laughs> allowed to share. Uh, you know, the politically correct, non like, you know, just, yeah. Um, I don't know. I may, have, I may have violated all of those, so I'm not sure what, okay. what not to do. Um, that was the correct um, answer. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. It's just you know. Uh, I guess be yourself unless yourself is a complete dick. Then you know, still be yourself. Um, just no one will like you. Don't be an asshole. Don't be evil. If you're, if like you're that. cool with that, then that's fine. Yeah. You know. 
if you're not cool with that, then adapt. But um, I don't know about don't do's other than um, it is a it is a convention of adults. Uh, sometimes those adults will bring kids. Sometimes kids will want to bring stuff and then kind of rule the whole world. Oh, um, so maybe don't bring kids. Don't have kids. I don't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that escalated quickly. <laughs> All right. Um, Talk to a 40-year-old woman, and she says, uh, well, I just have never reproduced because I go to BrickCon, you see. And so I just I don't want to have kids, you know. These well, I hear they might get the Lino told me. So there there are some folks in attendance at BrickCon that um, have never known the touch of anyone else, so maybe they're just not capable of producing kids. Okay. Um, I apparently I'm capable, but I have no kids because you know who the hell wants that? I think I had really good um, fathering instincts for about a month and a half in my early 30s. And then I think I discovered Lego, and then that all, good thing, too, because, you know, who the hell wants kids, and then a month and a half later, you know, you want to send them back to where they came from. If you had kids, you know? would you be on a Google Live uh, Hangout uh, podcast right now? No. I doubt it, because, yeah. you know, I discovered Lego, and, you know, that that's just been good for me, you know? That worked out pretty well, it seems. Um, so, yeah, if I had kids, I'd probably have... Far less hair than I than I do, which is awful. Um, you know, I'd probably be, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt, and um, I wouldn't live in a cool house. I'm sure. You know? Yep, it's all true. These are affordances. Thou shalt thou thou does not reproduce. Thou has more money for Lego, more time for Lego, yeah. more space so for Lego. You know, an important service announcement that I can provide to, to you and your viewers. Hey, kids. It's kids, no kids, backdoor, no baby. No. So, hey, kids, dot, 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 screw you, kids. Don't have kids. Play screw with you. Lego. Um, well, the thing is, you know, I in particular, I mean, when I build, I never think of the children. You know, I'm, I'm very much a guy's guy. You know, I build hot rods. I build, you know, custom cars, that kind of thing. Occasionally, and this, is gonna, this happens like once a year, somebody's got to complain about something they saw at BritCon, and usually I'm, I'm the one generating the, the complaint, but, um, you know, sometimes they'll complain about somebody's or another, and they just have to remember that this is, um, yes, we are building with Lego, and yes, it does say on the box, ages 7 to 14, uh, but we are adults. We do sometimes build adult-themed stuff. We sometimes engage, may or may not engage in adult-themed uh, entertainment after hours. So, um, you know, it's, it's, it's adults. We're having a good time. Um, so, you know, you know, if you are inclined to be uh, offended and want to complain to Congress or, or Wayne or whatever it is you do, um, don't do that because, you know, that's just douchey and who wants that, right? <laughs> yes, I can concur with that fully. Just, uh, you know, live and let live, I believe, is the phrase, right? And and that's kind of how we are in Seattle. It's just live and let live and, you know, just do what you got to do. Do your thing, shawty, as it do were. thing, yeah. Yeah. All right. Mm -hmm. Well, I think that's a good place to end, Josh. Yeah. What do you think? <laughs> so I think that's some really good advice to end on there. So, uh, Lino, it's been 
have been great talking with you here. Got some, some really good tips for BrickCon. I think we're Matthew and I are much better prepared now as we go into our first uh, attendance and at the show. And we hope you are too, audience. Yes, so yeah. I hope anyone watching out there has, has learned some more about BrickCon, and if you're going uh, you know, for the first time or you know, maybe you've been there before, uh, learn some new things and are better prepared yourself. So uh, definitely appreciate you joining us on the show tonight, Lino. It was really great talking with you. Thanks for having me, guys. Do your thing, shouty as it were. <laughs> and I'll make sure to put a link in the description to the Kickstarter project we have going for BrickCon as well as the Lugnuts website so that you can, you know, add to the already immense viewership over there and uh, keep that blog rolling because of all the, the amazing posts that Lino does over there. Well, um, how can I ask, how is that uh, Kickstarter going? Are you near your goal? We are yeah. not... We are. We're getting closer. Yes, we still need uh, a, a less than. We're less than five hundred dollars away. So you know, okay. anyone out there, uh, Lino does have a great build that you can check out. There's photos and everything in the uh, Kickstarter project. And let's see, here it is. Yeah. So he's yeah. got the physical version there. So uh, you can get that build right there that he is holding uh, for uh, by by supporting the Kickstarter project. So if I can put in my two cents, I would say anybody watching out there. You know, please give to this project. Uh, even if you if you don't care to to give at the highest level and and get this, that's fine by me. Um, I would say to still um, give anyway because it's going to benefit everyone. It's going to send these these gentlemen to BrickCon. They're going to have a time of their lives. I mean, you know, just look at them. You can tell he, he kind of needs a good time, right? Yeah. Um, so send send these two young men to BrickCon. Um, Give whatever you can, and they are going to document it. Which you, the the you know the generous person out there, you will in turn benefit from said thing, and you know you will get like copies of the DVD or something or other. So you will, if even you know if you can't attend BrickCon yourself through de facto, you'll get this thing, and it will be documented um, by these guys. And so. Um, Totally make it happen. Send them to BrickCon, please. Hell yeah. <laughs> we're we almost there. We're rallying towards the, the end, as it were. So we're getting there. We're getting there. And we'll sell some more of those nifty little builds there, Lino. That's our hope. Right. And, you know, it's it's done up in in this cool new marigold color. So, you know, even if you don't know who the hell I am or you don't like this thing, Get it anyway, because now you've got some cool rare colors for your collection to make what a parts you pack. Do it. Whoa! Huh? I said, what a parts pack! Whoa! That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> so, so many perks there. So yes, uh, definitely listen to Lino's brilliant advice and check out the project and support at whatever level you can. We'll we'll definitely appreciate your support. Uh, whatever you can do to to help us out with our BrickCon coverage. So uh, definitely I have a link to that in the description as well as, like I mentioned, the, the Lugnuts website and Lino's Flickr page if you want to check out all of the builds that he has posted over there as well. A lot of, of really great builds. Like you said, he's been, he's been doing this for a lot of years, so there's a, a lot of cool stuff for you to check out there on Flickr from him. And totally. we want to thank everyone out there for, for watching tonight. I'd encourage you to subscribe to the YouTube channel here to make sure you keep up to date with all of our latest episodes as well as all of the, the BrickCon content that we'll be releasing as well. Subscribe and you won't miss any of that. So thanks for watching, everybody. We'll see you soon.